What is going on? Episode 43 of the Media Captain Podcast. Jason Parks. And Stephanie Parks. We're back. It's been... Three weeks. A couple weeks. Um, there, 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 there was a COVID scare in between where I was I had a cold and so I couldn't leave the house for a week, but uh, it was negative, guys. So yeah, he's all good. Let's celebrate. But he did get that shirt from his wife. Yeah, my wife. And if you go to our YouTube channel, it looks we, great. If you go to our YouTube channel, we video record all of these podcasts, so definitely go check it out there if you want to see what we actually look like. Um, and for me, it's going to be scary for you to see. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, my my wife got me all of these clothes when she thought I was sick. And then I ended up not having COVID and I was like, well, I win because I got the clothes and I don't have COVID. And I now wear Durham Warehouse shirts five days a week. Yeah. You're at like, least. You're like the Doug Funny of yeah. Durham Warehouse. You yes. just wear the same outfit yeah, every day. Yeah, that's very true. Um, all right. So podcast episode 43, it's... Um, it's, it's all Google Shopping. We talk about Google Shopping a lot. We're going to give an overview of what Google Shopping is. We've probably done that in another podcast episode, but we looked through all the titles and we couldn't find one dedicated specifically to Google Shopping. We know we've talked about it in a lot of podcasts, but we don't think we've had an entire podcast dedicated to it. So it really deserves... It deserves its own podcast. It deserves episode 43 all to itself. Yeah, and, and not only that, but like we're also going to talk about the big trend that we're doing with Durham Warehouse that we're doing for a lot of our e-commerce clients, which is really um, segmentation, uh, custom labels um, at a high level. You know, you don't want to bid the same amount on a $10 product as you would a $110 product. So I've been pretty much like all Google shopping for the past couple of weeks, so I'm ready to get it all out of my brain and talk about it right now. Let's go. Let's go. Um, all right. So Steph, give an overview of what Google shopping is. Um, like when somebody does a Google search, how are they going to see it? And really how does it like differentiate from other results on Google? Okay. So Google shopping, when you type a product into Google, um, Durham Warehouse, we sell skincare products. So I'll use that as an example. You type in the Glytone Mild Gel Cleanser into Google. This is a product that you want to purchase. At the very top of the page or along the right hand side, you will see images of that product um, being sold from different stores, different companies. These have, they have the price, they have reviews, um, any special offers. So when you see the pictures of the products on Google on the top and on the right hand side, those are the Google shopping ads. Um, the way that Google shopping works, you have to upload a, a feed of all of your products to Google ads or to the merchant center. Um, and basically it pulls in all the products from your feed and you have a little bit, you have a lot less control over Google Shopping ads than you do over your text ads, your PPC ads. You're not actually bidding on specific keywords for those. Uh, Google just pulls in all the information from your feed and from your website, and that is how your ads populate. I feel like that you could have gone on for another like two days with your with your knowledge on Google Shopping. Oh, so I could have kept going, but I know I knew I was going to get interrupted within. <laughs> Five seconds. So I, I, I think that was I think that was the gist of it. That was a good Cliff Notes version. And, Thank you. And I think the other thing that you know we're really starting to realize is that you upload a Google Shopping feed, and anybody can do this with a plugin for whether it's WooCommerce or Shopify. But they, I mean, they're taking a stab at a lot of your product information. And so later on in this podcast, we're going to just go into. Um, how you can customize your feed and how that's going to lead to improved results. 
Um, like anything in life, you gotta work hard for success. So it's it's very rare. Wow, way, way to throw a great life lesson in there, Jason. You have to work hard for success. <laughs> well, it's true. Like some a lot of people just throw up a Google Shopping feed and they expect to see these amazing results and like you gotta well you gotta work google for shopping, it guys. google shopping's tricky and it can be a little scary because if you throw it up there and you don't work hard at it like jason said you can you can really run into some trouble and the trouble is that um you can be pulling in these like garbage search terms for just based on the information that's in your feed so a lot of the products on Durham warehouse you know the descriptions and things like that it's a lot of fluff you know there's a lot of information but we get these crazy search terms sometimes that are completely unrelated and you have to spend a lot of time actually uh, adding negative keywords. So negative keywords are keywords that you do not want your ad to show up for. My favorite example of this is we have a brand called Elon and go into the Elon shopping campaign and all of a sudden I see like 50 clicks for something called the Elon Musk smart pills. Now, I don't know what those are. Elon, our brand, they do sell supplements for the hair and nails, but they're not smart pills and they're not from Elon Musk. So, you know, that could have been hundreds of dollars that we were spending on this search term that was completely unrelated. So you have to go ahead and set that as a negative keyword. I bought a lot of those pills, but I didn't see any, uh, <laughs> I didn't see any results. <laughs> I didn't send any rocket ships to, to outer space. One star review. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when we talk about a product feed, a couple things just so you could visualize this in, in a podcast, think of it like an Excel document and think of there just being different tabs uh, or different, um, what do you call that on an Excel doc, like a heading? Uh, different columns. Different columns. So you would have one for like the title of your product. You would have one for the price point. You would have one for an image link. Um, you would have one. Description. De- yeah, description. Size, color. There's a lot of different columns that you need to fill in for each product. Uh, the UPC, the GTIN, same thing. Um, so getting all of that information into your feed is is important. We've done some tests with the feed, which have been really interesting. Yeah, but like what I was... What I, I heard you, the you, interruption well, you were, but Sorry, so, just stop. So what... Um, the, the difference is, is that like the feed, when we talk about it looking like the Excel document... Um, th- there's also, I refer to the plugins and the plugins will just grab information from your website. And so like on Durham Warehouse, it's been a huge pain point because we've had this feed that's a plugin and we list out all of the, um, what is it? The ingredients on each product page. So like, it's just pulling the, the ingredients that's never going to result in a conversion. But like if you create a feed and it's customized, Uh, I mean, you can have a different title in your shopping feed than you do on the actual title of the page. You can have a different description. And this is something that right now we're experimenting a lot with. So I I don't think at this point we should, you know, give exact advice on on what should be customized and and how to do that. Um, It's something that we're really just starting to play with a lot. So we'll definitely come back and do another episode on the results of our experiments on specifically the Google Shopping feed and making adjustments to that. But at this time, I think what we can say is that you can make a lot of different changes to it. You can customize it. um, And those customizations can have a lot of impact on the quality of, of the searches getting pulled in for your for your products. And I know that on Durham Warehouse that we're working on the customization, but there have been clients that we've done a custom feed for and they had that very issue. So. Okay, correction. Jason will talk more about well, it. Well, I was just talking I was just talking about it in uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so Google Shopping, the other thing is like 
you do a Google search and um, you uh, the image results that Stephanie alluded to. You would think that that would be a higher cost per click than just a standard like pay-per-click ad with the text ads, but Google Shopping ads are super, super cheap. So um, They can be. They, they, they can be, They yeah. can be really cheap. So that's kind of crazy is that like a lot of people are like, oh, well, how much are you paying at $2 a click? Like a lot of times on Google Shopping, 30, 40 cents a click. Um, so it's a, it's a great way to drive a lot of traffic, but you just have to monitor it like a hawk to yeah. make sure that you're getting and and when quality. you're when you're comparing your you know if I'm looking at a Glytone PPC campaign versus a Glytone shopping campaign, the PPC might cost me two dollars a click and the shopping might cost me fifty cents, but every search term coming through on PPC is you know really good search term, whereas Google Shopping has a lot more lower quality search terms. So that's why you have to really monitor it and be careful about that. Um, and if you are, you can be getting conversions for, for really cheap. And we just ran like really cool tests for Park Perfection, you know, the our brand that we developed. And we ran, you know, we were running Google Shopping. Um, we had conversions coming from Google Shopping. With Park Perfection, people aren't really that familiar with the brand yet. So the conversions don't come from the branded search of like Park Perfection Instant Eye Lift. It's more like, you know, uh, what baggy baggy eyes yeah like- so nobody know you know we're, we just launched this brand so the brand name is not as well known right now people aren't searching for that but people are searching for instant eye lift they're searching for something to decrease wrinkles under their eyes they're searching for a puffy eye cream so that for you know if, if you're in a situation where you have a brand that maybe a lot of people don't know about and you're trying to really build up your brand um you'll want to use those kind of search terms rather than branded search terms. Yeah, and so it's cool because we drove these conversions from Google Shopping and a couple of days ago we just, um, uh-oh, uh, Kev, I need you to come over here. Um, yeah, we did that uh, <laughs> and hang, hang tight with us for, for one second, but um, we ran that on uh, Google Shopping. We took those search terms. Kevin's and- getting some screen time. Say hey, Kevin. Oh, and it continued to record. Great. Okay. So we Ooh. took we took those uh, we took those converting search terms from Google Shopping, and we then created a PPC campaign with Longtail Broad Match, and we've actually been getting like great traffic based off of that. So that's just another way that you can like leverage. And, and that's the other thing about Google Shopping is it's, you know, we were talking about the garbage search terms that you can get, but it's great to use for, for data for other campaigns. You know, you go, you'll get the garbage, but you'll also get a lot of really good long tail search terms. And when, when I say long tail, what we mean by that is just um, longer phrases, you know, maybe four words or more. So uh, those you'll get a ton of those on Google Shopping, and when you see which ones convert, you can use them in your PBC campaigns. And um, yeah, one other thing with uh, with Google Shopping, um, <laughs> <laughs> lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was gonna say there, but something with I don't know Google Shopping and so, so oh oh the, no yeah go ahead. He lost it. He lost it twice. So something else that we've been starting to do with Google Shopping is um, we're really trying to manipulate the bids based on price of products. It doesn't really make sense. You know, we sell two thousand products. Our cheapest product is five dollars, and our most expensive product is five hundred dollars. So it doesn't make sense for us to be bidding the same amount on every product. So what you can do within Google Shopping is you can sort your campaigns by 
different custom labels. That's what we wanted to talk about. So we created custom labels for price for our campaign, zero to 30, 31 to 50, 51 to 100, so on. Um, and now we're able to segment each of our campaigns by the different price buckets and set different bids based on the price of the product. So we're bidding, you know, maybe 30 cents for a 30 to $50 product and we're bidding $2 for a two to $300 product. So that just makes a lot more sense when, you know, the products are more or less expensive. Yeah, and, and to go into just overall like strategy and how important strategy is for Google Shopping, uh, and we have a noise coming. I think that's coming from the other room. Um, but for it's not uh, us, sorry guys. Yeah, but so um, we had a client that was running a catch-all campaign. Catch-all is where you just serve like your thousands of products. Um, well, they were selling a uh, sporting good uh, company and they had like keychains and magnets for $3 and they also had furniture for $200 and they were like getting a lot of conversions and they were like, well, we're getting all these conversions. Why aren't we profitable? Well, when you have the same bid for a $3 magnet versus like a $200 uh, bar stool, like obviously that doesn't make sense. So we came in and we helped with segmentation and we helped with like the proper bidding. Um, we're currently working with a client now where they have, uh, they sell um, pet products and on a lot of the products there are uh, it, just, it's the same product, there's just different quotes. And so Google is getting confused because it's like the title of the quote, the quote is within the title of the product. So we're getting all of these search terms for these like famous quotes that have no relevance to the ad. So what mm -hmm. we're doing for them is we're creating a custom feed where we are gonna make the titles um, just unique to the actual product. So if it's a, uh, I think it's a dog uh, leash, like um, not stand, but like a holder. holder. Yeah, where you put your, in, and so we're just like adjusting the titles accordingly. Um, but that just shows you like the strategy level involved. Like every client, we just have to, three to five hours of just like looking through the feed, critical thinking back and forth internally to figure out like how we're going to structure things um, based off of price point, based off of what's what they're selling and things along those lines. And then something else you want to be careful of is if you have multiple shopping campaigns, you really want to make sure that your different campaigns aren't cannibalizing each other. So you want to make sure you're not serving the same products within multiple campaigns. The campaigns each have priorities that you can set, low, medium, and high. So, you know, if you have a catch-all campaign, maybe you want to make that a low priority, but then you have a, a branded campaign, you want to make that a higher priority. But again, still, if you have the same products or the same brands spread out throughout multiple campaigns, they're, they're just going to cannibalize each other. So you really want to be careful about that. All right, Steph, I have five questions for you on Google Shopping. And are I think, they all in your head right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two, two, you can remember all Two of are in my head, but I'll, I'll okay. figure out the other, I'll figure out the other three. Okay. All right. So the first question is like, what, if you're an e-commerce store, Google Shopping, is it, are you going to be better suited for Google Shop? Who's going to be better suited for Google Shopping and who's going to be better suited for like Facebook and Instagram ads? Because um, I think a lot of people listening, like they have a store, but they, they're like, well, sh where should I put my money? Yeah, so it really depends on what your product is and you have to think about it. If you have a product that somebody will see and automatically they'll say like, oh, that's great, I want that. Um, to me, that's something for Facebook. 
So if you're selling t-shirts, for example, um, and they're really clever and they, you know, the good price, maybe you want to try that on Facebook. It's something that, that somebody will see in an ad and they'll say, wow, I love that. I want that. You know, you have a purse or makeup or something like that, something visual, something that people will see and, and right away they, they want to buy that. Spontaneous. Spontaneous purchases, Facebook. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, for something that people are, are, are searching for something more specific, I think Google Shopping would be better. For Durham Warehouse, we've tried Facebook and we've, we, we've tried everything pretty much. Um, I thought Facebook would do really well for us, but it never has. And I think it's because people don't usually see just a picture of a skincare bottle and say, oh, I need that. Um, Makeup would be something that would probably do better on Facebook for us. But for us, Google Shopping, people are searching for the brands. They're doing more research. They're searching for, you know, they want an instant eye lift product. Or they're they're more um, looking for something specific that's not a spontaneous purchase, I think. Yeah. I mean, Did that so, answer that question? If somebody has rosacea, like they're going to go to Google to type in like product to help get rid of rosacea. Yeah, so I, I was going that route, but at the same time, just that's lower in the shopping funnel. That's in the research phase of the shopping funnel. So I don't want you to go for, away from this thinking that you can only use Google Shopping and Google Shopping will only be good for you if like you're not high intent of purchase. For Durham Warehouse, our customers have really high intent for purchase. They're typing the exact product name into Google Jan Marini Bioglycolic Face Cleanser. They've used it before. They've heard of it. Their dermatologist recommended it to them. They know what they want, and they they still find that on Google. Um, I think Facebook is more for things like Jason said, spontaneous purchases, something that you're not necessarily looking for, something that you don't really even know that you want, but when it catches your eye, you're like, oh, I could and, use that. And the example is like we had a client that. Uh, sold t-shirts and they did over $5 million in sales and they were like, well, we want to go to Google. Like their t-shirts were $7.99. They were clever designs. Like nobody would even know what to type into Google to find that. But when it served to you in an image ad on Facebook, it does really well. And like for Durham Warehouse, we get high deep in the funnel type of purchases where they're typing in Jan Marini specific product names. But like now with Park Perfection, what we're doing is like we're trying since people don't know of the brand we're trying to get the person a little bit lower in the funnel but there is still high intent when they're searching for you know uh, instant eye lift on google but so let me give a good example so for our park perfection instant eye lift um we're we're in the process of filming a video for it where somebody's trying it on and you can instantly see the results on their eyes so that would do really well on facebook because somebody you know with baggy under eyes or with lines around their eyes that will catch their eye and they'll say wow look at that person you know i want something that does that to me but if we're just trying to promote the product without that kind of creative we're going to go the google shopping and the in the google ppc route and, and part perfection is definitely one you have products that can work for both and like it's so visual that it will work for that for facebook but there's also like very specific search terms that can also convert so like pat yourself on the back if you have a product that can do that can do both of those so I just pat myself well we have we, we haven't, haven't tested it yet, we, we haven't we'll see. we haven't proven theory on on, 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 on facebook yet um okay what's my grade for answer number one uh b okay next. um all right next uh talk about um mobile and just like how crucial that is when it comes to google shopping um, most people are searching on their phone. Most people are, are looking at things and even shopping for things on their phone. So 
Mobile is very important. I'm not sure what you mobile bit mobile bit adjustments. Oh, mobile bit adjustments. I was like, yes, people search for their phone, but you can't really. The only thing that you can do differently on mobile, really, you can't adjust the ads really for mobile. Um, you can put in a separate phone number for mobile versus desktop, but bit adjustments are really really important. And I think there's something that a lot of people don't know about. If you go into any of your ad campaigns under devices, you can adjust the bid for any device, desktop, tablet, or mobile. So um, we see a lot lower conversion for mobile. So a lot of times we'll go in and we'll just decrease, we'll just adjust the bid by minus 50%. So let's say we have a $5 bid on everything, mobile bid will be $2.50 just because we know we're converting at half the rate on mobile. So whatever your conversion rate is, you can look at that and say, okay, let me automatically lower my bid on mobile. That way I'm not spending as much. And just keep in mind, like Durham Warehouse though, our average order value is over $100. So we have a more expensive product. We have plenty of clients like the, the pet client I was telling you about, like their conversion rate on mobile is yeah, better. Yes. So, so yeah, like, you have to think about whether your product is something that people are going to purchase on their phone. We have a lot of older customers. Um, we have a lot more expensive products, so not as likely to make mobile purchases. But it depends on your business and what you're selling. Um, Grade? Ta- a, minus. Okay. Talk about, uh, j- just go through, like you, you've hit on like quality in, in search terms, but just in layman's term, explain what a search term is and how you talked about the Elon Musk pills and talk about how you add that as a negative keyword. Okay, so the search terms are, they're really cool. They're the actual terms. They're the actual phrases that people are searching for. And and by the way, we're recording this on September 9th in like a week ago. 2020. 2020. And they said a week ago that like search terms, they're not going to give you the visibility uh, that you're getting right now. So we're all Kevin who does a lot of our paid advertising. Me and him were both bummed out because, and Stephanie, because we love the search terms, but yeah. Oh, the ha- search terms are amazing. They give you so much insight. Um, they really help you make your ads just do better for you. Um, they, they make the quality of, of your all of your campaigns better. So search terms, you can, there's a tab within Google Ads for the search terms. So you can see the phrases that people are actually searching for. You can look over any time period and you can see how many people are searching for what, how many impressions you're getting. Um, and you can set these as negative keywords. So the best way to do this is not to set the entire phrase as a negative keyword. Kevin's upset right now because there's noise in the background. He's shaking his head. Um, so the best thing to do is pull out the, the one or two words from the entire phrase that doesn't make sense within your campaign and set that as a negative keyword. There is an option where you can just click a checkbox and make whatever search terms you want negative keywords. But let's say um, we'll use again the example of the Elon Musk smart pills. So maybe you want to just take out smart pills or maybe you just want to take out Elon Musk. If you can break those down into two different phrases, that will be better for you because then you know you won't get anything related to Elon Musk. You also won't get anything related to smart pills. It won't just be somebody using all four of those words together at the same time. A plus. I will, I will confidently say this, that I think in the United States of America, maybe North America, I think when it comes to the best PPC manager for search terms 
in the skincare space. Like I would, <laughs> I, I know that's like getting very niche, but like I would put you up against anybody in that in that space. Do you think you can make me a certificate that I can hang in my office? I think that says that? I, I, I think I think I could do that. Okay, cool. Um, talk now about, um, and I think this is like one of the more confusing ones, and it's okay. it's it's really one of the scarier ones because it's a crapshoot. Talk about. Uh, different types of um, bidding that you could bid for conversions, you could bid on ROAS, you could bid manually, like maximize clicks, just kind of give, and you don't have to go into the weeds too much, but just give an so, overview on that. So basically there's manual bidding, which means you set the bids and you manage them yourself. And you control you them. Can, you control them. You can set this to be enhanced so that Google helps you a little bit up or down depending on what they think. Um, so there's manual bidding and then there's smart bidding. Smart bidding, Google takes control of, of everything pretty much in terms of the bidding. And this is where you can break it down into, you can set your, your bids, um, you can set your bidding to bid maximize clicks, which means you just wanna get as many clicks as you can, target ROAS, which is target return on ad spend. So let's say I wanna get a three to one return on ad spend, I can set that as a goal and that's what Google will aim for. You can have um, maximized conversions, which Google just tries to get you more conversions. Again, you set kind of what your expectations are for this. What else is there? Um, well, hold on. Before you you nailed most of them. This is it can be overwhelming. So a this, plus again. This, so this is how I would start off. I would start off on maximized clicks because you just want to get clicks and you want to see what the average cost per click is. Once you've done that, um, if if you can control it. I would go manual cost per click. Um, not if, not if you can control it. If you have the time the, where yeah. you can be going into your campaign on a daily basis and monitoring your search terms and looking everything over and making adjustments, then you should go manual CPC because you have then you have control over it. With all of the smart bidding, you you really lose that control. And and you know if you see that there's one one keyword that's eating up all of your budget. Other than pausing it, there's nothing really that you can do to stop that. And, and you can adjust for the devices still, so you can still go. Not in smart bidding. Yes, you can. No, I just I just did it for. Uh, I was working with someone with their. Uh, they were selling eczema cream, so one product, and he just had it on smart bidding, and you could not. No, he had a smart shopping campaign. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's different. Okay. This is smart bidding, which you can adjust. Smart shopping campaign that like takes. That's everything. a whole different campaign. It takes over everything. You have literally zero control. But what was crazy is he was getting a better ROAS. Like I tried to break it out in manual CPC um, because I was like, well, let's control this and let's actually look at the search terms and let's do it the smart yeah, way. Can, and, yeah. and like we just couldn't be what Google was doing. So yeah, that's I want to try that for Park Perfection. Yeah, for, for sure. But that's like the, that's the toughest thing about it is like that, it, the only thing that like, where at the end of the day, I'm just like, you know what? That that's the one thing that I kind of lose sleep over because it's always like a crapshoot as to what's going to be the best option. I lose sleep over a lot of things, <laughs> so if that's all that's on your mind at night. <laughs> all right, and we are. Um, my last question is just uh, talk about our our favorite underdog, Bing. Oh yeah, Bing. We do love Bing. Um, we do not spend nearly enough time on Bing, but Bing does really well for us, both with PPC and Google Shopping. What's really cool about Bing is that you can, well, first of all, it's underutilized, so you can get a lot of traction there for a lot less money than you would spend on Google. But also, 
it's really easy to pull over your all of your campaigns from Google straight to Bing. So, you know, you spent all this time, you set something up on Google, you set up this amazing shopping campaign, you've spent all this time with negative keywords. You do not have to recreate it on Bing. You can just import it right from Google to Bing, which is amazing. I, I always said if Bing had good salespeople, like you could literally just, you have your whole AdWords campaign structure, you press import and like, boom, it goes over to Bing and there's like, it's magic. And yeah. so- oh, And, and it, we, don't, we don't have all of our campaigns on Bing, but Bing does really well for us. Yeah, for sure. And like on Google Shopping, there'll be a lot of times where we do a search for a product and we're not in maybe the top four or five results. It's like, bing, we just flex our muscles. We're, uh, we're there. So that's that's something I always say, bing, 30, 40% lower cost per click. You can get a lower cost per conversion, not as much volume, but like, I mean, we spend we spend 5,000 plus dollars on bing each month and we have a, a really solid ROAS there. So um, yeah, for us, it's like crazy. Our priority of channels goes Google, Bing and then like Facebook is after that and hopefully with Park Perfection it changes a little bit but do not forget about Bing. Do not forget about that little darling Bing. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we're 29 minutes in. Uh, There's a lot to say on Google Shopping. Yeah, and right now normally we don't talk about like the time just based off of the fact that you might be listening this at another date. But um, you know we're what set six seven months into COVID and we're approaching. Uh, the holiday season and it's just going to be a crazy time for e-commerce oh, so can't wait for um, it. it's going to be exciting and if you're listening to this beforehand and if you have questions on google shopping and i'm not trying to sell our services here in any way because you know on a one-hour consult it's not like we you know that, that that's not our bread and butter but like the amount of insight you can get if you're running a shopping campaign from like a 45 minute to an hour consult it could be like game changing um Steph and, and you I, do have the one of the top skincare search term specific, shopping specifically in search terms people in the country if i find <laughs> if i find somebody that's the top shopping skincare for what bid to choose i might adopt them as my as my sister well that's gonna be me soon too so <laughs> yeah uh all right guys well um yeah leave a review for the media captain uh on on um, Apple, uh, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We upload all of these videos on YouTube. Um, and if you have any questions, tweet at us at the Media Captain. We'll get back and we'll we'll do a whole segment on on your questions. So we know you have businesses. You know you run the marketing for companies. So we'd be more than happy to help you out. Uh, Episode forty three in the books. See you next week. <laughs>